Hello, Dave. How are you? Nick, hello. Hi. Um, happy Thursday, Dave. Happy Thursday, indeed. How are you holding up? <laughs> I am, you know, getting through it better. I've found some more ways to pass the time. Uh, as you know, Tiger King is a big thing on Netflix, as we talked about on our last uh, podcast. And wow, it's first few yes. episodes are interesting for sure. Let me, I, so for context, I've seen all Tiger King. Like how much, how much have you seen? Just so I can know how much that we can like disclose right now. Okay. Okay. So I'm on the third episode, but I think it's safe to say for our listeners out there, uh, we're going to assume you've just seen the first episode so that, you know, we don't spoil anything for you. Yeah. Like ideally by Monday, we'll have watched all Tiger King. We can have a full discussion. We'll have a full spoiler alert, but yeah. I mean, what are your initial reactions? Well, <laughs> Um, man, I think the directing is really good in it because I came into this show with little to no background information about, um, this trading of exotic animals and just who Joe exotic was and who Carol Baskin and all those people were. Um, and, you know, getting to see pretty much what life is like from Joe exotics perspective is something I think the director really captured perfectly and that I, I got to see that in the first few episodes and you know I just I think that Carol is a terrible person and him a hypocrite but uh, <laughs> that's just what I think right now because of yeah. how well they've directed it you will see yeah you think it's crazy when you're at episode honestly you think it's crazy at episode one but everyone you get every episode you get drawn successively deeper into this well of just complete mayhem and for the people who haven't seen it, it's really on the surface. It's about people who have like private zoos of tigers and other exotic animals in the U S but there's so much more. There's murder mystery involved. Um, there are guns for hire. There are drugs. There's polygamy. Um, there is quite a few things. So um, I highly recommend this, especially with everyone. Um, if you, you can see, you've seen all the memes, I'm sure. It's like, so, you, so you can understand fully what some of these memes, like when they're like Carol Baskin, like fed her husband to the tigers. Um, I feel like that's not a spoiler. That that's a meme because it's been everywhere. Um, True, yeah. But yeah, so that's, it's, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, so, so sorry, I, I jumped right into it. But um, for our test audience out there, thank you so much for watching our first pilot. And, you know, thank your you. feedback it was very much appreciated. I thought that, um, we really, we really tried to take your feedback and grow our podcast this episode and hopefully in the future. Um, Dave, you want to just kind of go over where you can listen to us and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. We are, we are very excited to say now that we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Anchor FM. Um, so hopefully wherever you get your podcasts. And we, again, just aim to be broadcasting twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays, but we're going to be flexible with that. And Nick, I was actually surprised. I saw they give us internal statistics. We got 15 listeners um, on our first episode. Wow. I, I'm going to attribute that almost entirely to you, but um, no, I'm very no, happy to see that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're excited. We hope to continue to grow um, the people who listen to this podcast and just be a uh, fun and informative um, source of entertainment, I guess, for you all. Yeah, um, so we just wanted to give you guys kind of like a table of contents for today's episode. Uh, we're going to be jumping in pretty soon into um, current events, heavier stuff, stuff that isn't just about like Tiger King or memes we've seen on the internet, uh, excuse me, internet. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's going to be 
uh, it's going to be very important for those of you in college or in high school coming to college to listen to because you're going to learn a lot about how we're affected during these times. Again, it's called quarantine today, so it should affect you. And then we're going to finish up the episode with some more light stuff, and we'll get to that at the end. Yeah, and I'll say specifically, if you are a young person between the ages of 17 and 24, and you are aware of the $1,200 checks, um, the stimulus bill, you're going to want to listen on because I have some very interesting and potentially upsetting news for you about whether or not you'll be receiving any money from the government. So please stay tuned. Yeah. Um, Dave, I guess you want to jump right into that then? Yeah, actually, that's a great idea. Let's just jump right in. So what we're going to be talking to you about today is what was passed, um, I believe, last week. It was the largest stimulus bill in the history of the United States Congress. This is the CARES Act. And this is um, essentially, this is the, it's the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act. It's a, um, and there's a lot of things to it, but the one that you're probably familiar with at home, if you've heard, is that um, the government, U.S. government, will be sending checks to families who are being affected by this crisis. Um, and I guess the most important thing for you all to know is that um, broadly the way that the funding system works is that there will be checks getting sent to individuals. If you are a single individual who earns up to $75,000, you expect a $1,200 stimulus check. If you are a couple earning up to $150,000 um, with no children, you can receive $2,400. And um, essentially the, there's, um, there's a system in place whereby you, you gradually get less and less money depending on um, the more income you make. And if you are a single who makes $99,000, you're going to receive no benefit. Or if you're a couple with $198,000, you'll get no benefit. Um, but the one interesting thing is that children um, under the age of 17 will be receiving a $500 supplement going to each parent. But, the, to, but to not keep you all waiting any longer, you're, you may be wondering, um, as a college student, what kind of government check can I expect to be receiving? And the answer, sadly, drumroll please, is nothing you will oh it's, I, i'm frankly stunned um when i learned that uh, college students were exempted from this bill because the way it works essentially is that if you are a a young adult between the ages of 18 and 24 and you are listed as dependent on your parents tax returns um which means that they pay at least half of your expenses and honestly every young person i know that they qualify as this you will be mm-hmm unfortunately receiving nothing so nick um please your reactions to this um well wow okay um you know i I thought i thought we could expect a little bit because um i'm sure you've seen in the news uh, that that one girl at harvard uh she supported her mom she got to go to harvard and she was paying for her tuition and like housing and everything through her job and then they just sent her home and they expected her to just figure it out um for someone like that, I don't know if they'd be making um, more than, I don't know, 40K. And 40K, I think, might be being generous. Um, mm. And I assume she'll be getting a check for $1,200. But let's just say, based on this assumption, that she's a college student who is assigned under her mom's taxes as a dependent she won't be able to support her family. Um, I think there might be more people in her family besides just her mom. So that's rough. Uh, for those people who are just, you know, 
poverty stricken or just really taking care of their families. Ah, that, that is a large blow. I think, I think for you and I, for people who are largely dependent on our parents, um, mm. I guess it would have been nice to get some extra money, but, or actually any money because we're in college. Yes. And we are broke college students. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's not going to be that big of a blow to us. Um, I think it is probably best that it goes to families. I think, I think people with special circumstances like that um, will be taken into consideration, hopefully. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think and I hope it won't be the, the determinant for someone if they're struggling. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, and I, I think we should also bring up that um, for all of you who may uh, be in the Yang gang, supporters of former presidential candidate Andrew Yang, he proposed his chief proposal for his campaign was something called the Freedom Dividend, which was a form of universal basic income whereby every American citizen could choose to forego certain um, social welfare payments and receive a $1,000 check from the government every month. And a lot of people have said that this idea ideologically derives itself at least partially from him. But what a lot of people are realizing is that a $1,200 stimulus check maximum, even for the poorest individuals in this country, that's not nearly enough to pay the bills. There was a study done that showed um, almost half, I believe almost half of families in America, if they had a bill of over $400, would not be able to pay it um, if they were faced with this unexpected circumstance. Um, last week, a record, I believe, six over 6 million people filed for unemployment. And while this is the largest stimulus package in our country's history, it's not nearly enough to face the magnitude of the challenge. And again, as we see with this college student provision, there are certainly gaps in the legislation with uh, people who are not covered. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, so something else that's kind of important for those of you in college, uh, Dave, do you have any more to add to that, the uh, stimulus bill? I would say for now, if you are like that would cover it for college students, but we'll certainly be monitoring the fallout of this in the weeks to come. Yeah. Um, so in addition to the uh, stimulus bill, so the federal government um, decided to make student loans uh, not really concerned during this emergency, during this crisis. So those of you in college who have student loans uh, from the federal government don't have to worry about accruing interest or making payments during this time for however long we are under lockdown for, um, at the bare minimum, at least until April 30th. But yeah, you know, it's kind of a relief for some of you who are paying for your loans and other things like that currently. You don't have to worry about those payments while you're trying to keep your head above water and just kind of survive. Um, I did want to mm. add in uh, real quick. Sorry, sorry, Dave. Uh, real oh, quick. no, sorry. I was, I was, that, was a, that was a sound of agreement. <laughs> yeah, okay, nice, nice. Um, so I've been seeing this thing circulating on um, Instagram and also on the news that people who get food stamps are going to the grocery stores in the beginning of the month. Um, for those of you who are looking to get groceries who are not on food stamps, you know, take this into consideration because a lot of them are kind of struggling during this time to get food and basic provisions to survive. So I think that uh, if you can hold off on going to the grocery store uh, for a little bit, at least, you know, please wait a little so that those people who use food stamps can get the food they need. 
Yeah, I would absolutely. That's a great point. Um, thank you for saying that. And another thing I'd, I've seen a couple local grocery stores around here do that I've been very pleased to see is that they have designated hours, sometimes in the morning, sometimes in the evening, where they, they're specifically for first responders to the coronavirus. So healthcare workers, ambulance workers, police officers, firefighters. And these are really the people who should be receiving priority right now because they're on the front, front lines of this. They're coming into contact with people. They're providing care. They're often isolating themselves from their children, from their loved ones. And I think if you know any of these people in your life, make sure to send them your appreciation and say thank you and just anything like this. I applaud all local businesses who are taking steps to help people both on food stamps, like you said, and people who are responding to this crisis directly. Yeah, that that sounds amazing. Thank you to those of you out there who are doing that. Um, Keep it up. Uh, Thank you. Figuring out where we should we go next. Do you think we should talk about oil prices or potentially the peak of the virus next? Um, You know, I think I think if we can just jump around, I think that's okay. So I think if you want to talk about some of those death tolls or death expected, um, as saddening as unfortunate it is to hear about this, I mean, it is important for us to just stay in the loop. So do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Sure. Um, So I'm... I have not followed the exact statistical projections on a daily basis because honestly, it's just kind of depressing. Um, but I do know that the virus is expecting to be peaking within the next couple of weeks here in the Northeast where we're located. Um, this is going to differ depending on which part of the country you're in because, of course, the virus spreads at a different rate. And one of the interesting social ramifications of this, I guess, is that as the virus dissipates in some areas and emerges in others, Will society begin to reopen? I know we touched upon this a bit the last time. Like, mm-hmm. will society reopen in certain ways? Like, will you see certain stores and different businesses? Because the pressure on the economy is very high. But in my own personal opinion, I think we, the economy can recover, but people's lives cannot. So we need to do social distancing as long as it will take for this, for this pandemic to pass us. So I would say the longer we can wait, the better. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely projected. Um, according to the uh, doctor, I don't know how to pronounce his name correctly. Dr. Fauci, yeah, big Fauci. fan of Dr. Fauci. Yeah, yeah, he said that um, in the coming weeks ahead, we should expect about 100,000 to 200,000 uh, casualties, deaths. Um, as according to the president, is a job well done. Yeah, that <clears throat> might not have been the best or any way to put it um but yeah. you know that is how we put it uh <laughs> yeah this is pretty shocking yeah but yeah so I, I guess we'll see on that and i guess nick do you want to talk a little bit about oil prices because oil oil prices are certainly not my speciality but yeah nick yeah nick, so um a little bit more background information about me and dave as well uh dave is a junior at johns hopkins university do you want to talk about what you major in real quick I'm sure. Yeah. So I am a political science and international studies double major at JHU. And yeah, I guess that's it for my major. So yeah, he's going to be a lawyer, a big shot lawyer one day. Um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I am a petroleum engineering undergraduate student at Colorado School of Mines. I'm a sophomore and I'm studying petroleum engineering. So the oil prices and just the oil market are really interesting to me. Today, we saw a 
quite a jump in oil prices. Quite a jump it might be an exaggeration, but a jump of $4 from $20 a barrel of WTI crude to $24 a barrel of WTI crude, I think it was pretty good. And the reason why it jumped is because uh, Donald Trump said something along the lines of he's been talking to both Saudi Arabia and Russia during this trade war. And he's either, um, no, I, I believe he said that he has somehow gotten them to decrease their production. So that caused oil prices to jump up a little which I think in turn might cause the Dow and other economic stocks, uh, high interest economic stocks to also come up a little bit. But um, for the foreseeable future, for however long this trade war occurs between Russia and Saudi Arabia or the coronavirus uh, effects of demand fall onto oil, we will see oil prices kind of be dipping for a little bit and just we'll be experiencing the effects of that. Um, not just petroleum engineering students, but the entire nation. Absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things that's been shocking to see over all of this is just how low gas prices have been getting recently. Like I, dro- I drove by a local gas station. I saw it was $1.99 per gallon. And I don't remember the last time there were prices like that. And of course, the exact moment when oil prices are cheapest or gas prices are cheapest, no one can travel. So of course, <laughs> of course it worked out that way, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's definitely, oh, it's definitely a uh, challenging time we're living in. Um, and, you know, I just, I think that it'll take some time for us to bounce back. But at some point, it has to bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So we've given you a lot of news that's hopefully informative for young people who are just in college um high school again i have no clue who's going to listen to this podcast like <laughs> but hopefully hopefully whoever you are even if you're an older person even if you're a boomer um i don't care um hopefully, hopefully we've given you some helpful stuff so now i guess we are going to transition to some more um light stuff to keep you entertained and i guess uh nick should we talk about some netflix recommendations oh absolutely at a time like this i think that Um, A lot of us are just trying to find ways to uh, kill our time by listening to this podcast (laughs) and also (laughs) by hopefully looking at Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming services. All right. So I'm not nearly as big of a movie and TV um, appreciator as Nick, so I'm sure his um, recommendation should carry more weight than mine. But in terms of stuff that that I've watched both recently and over the past couple of years that I'd say are good, Entertaining shows are a couple are The Crown, which is a more historical, well, it's not historical fiction. It's about the life of Queen Elizabeth and it's dramatized and shows different phases of her life. And it's a really interesting kind of look at 20th century life, both within the context of the UK and um, the world more generally. So if you're looking for something informative. If you're looking for a fun one, honestly, The Office, you can never go wrong. The greatest sitcom. That and Friends are the best sitcoms of all time, so highly recommend that. John Mulaney, if you've ever seen his stand-up, is hilarious. I actually had never really seen John Mulaney before, but then my sister got me into him, and he's really good. Or Hassan Minaj, and that is Patriot Act. He has a great, informative show, um, very similar to John Oliver. And I actually met him in person a couple of years ago. He's a great guy when he came to our school. Um, so more incentive, I guess. And finally, Tiger King of course, is insane. We're going to be watching that. Nick's going to finish it this weekend, and then we're going to talk about it on Monday, so you can all 
hear all of our theories about this crazy show. And yeah, that's enough for me. Uh, Nick, what do you have for the great people? Well, Dave, I just have to say the, the choices that you made for your recommendations are definitely classics, regardless of if there's a quarantine or self-isolation regulations going around. These are just good shows or good movies or just good things to watch, uh, regardless of the time. Um, yeah. But since we're trying to kill some time during the quarantine, I'll give you some stuff that probably wouldn't watch ordinarily because it's just not as interesting as that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, number one, I'm a big scary movie fanatic, uh, as Dave, you know. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, and, and there's this new movie that's out on Netflix. It's called The Platform, and I haven't watched it yet. I will watch it, but the basic premise is, I think, that there's a prison that consists of many different floors, and those who live on the top floors live better than those who live on the bottom floors. And I guess it's just a story about how that dynamic plays out, and maybe a conflict arises, and somehow those floors get to meet each other. I'm not sure. But, I mean, we feel like we're in a prison right now, so it's a good movie <laughs> to watch. <laughs> um, along those lines, there's another good classic prison movie out there called Shawshank Redemption. And this I want to see that. I've never... Oh, continue. No, oh no, that's all. I've, I've never seen that. I've heard it's a, it's a movie classic, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Um, it, it's a, probably a name you've probably heard of at least once. Um, it's based on Stephen King's novel, uh, Rita Hayworth and Shawshank, something like that. And it's pretty much about a guy who's wrongly convicted and sent to prison. And he has to stay there throughout all of the turmoils of prison that he has to endure. And then you get to kind of grow with this character and see what happens to him as he changes and develops as a person in Shawshank. Um, another movie I'd recommend, this is from the actor Daniel Day-Lewis. This is one of his Oscar-winning movies. It's called There Will Be Blood. And this is kind of a tale about early 20th century um, oil production. So that's why it's interesting to me, because it's about oil and gas. But it does kind of demonstrate how families like the Rockefellers and other earlier drillers of oil kind of came to be, how they drilled oil and what challenges they might have faced on a day-to-day -day basis. It's a good trauma, I'd recommend. And um, finally, I'd just like to make a recommendation because I have Disney+. Plus. Um, every Friday, a new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars comes out. So uh, tomorrow, there should be another episode coming out. But also, because of COVID-19, a lot of movies that Disney would have released in theaters are now being redirected to Disney+. Plus. And one of the big movies that I'm excited to watch tomorrow is Onward. That stars, um, I think, Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. And it just seems like a really fun, really exciting um, Pixar movie just with Star-Lord. So I'm curious to see how it plays out and how interesting it'll be. But um, I know entertainment in terms of movies and TV shows and stuff like that isn't for everyone. So Dave... Why don't you talk about some of uh, our sports uh, problems that we're having currently and just talk yeah. to the sports fans out there? Yeah, I would say the problem with sports right now is that there is a lack thereof of sports and particularly basketball. I'm a huge NBA and particularly Sixers fan. So it's been rough not having basketball playoffs. Um, NBA playoffs usually will be starting within the next two weeks. So 
what we know is that the NBA is aiming very much to get the season going, even without fans and abbreviated playoffs, hopefully in July or August. And this is clearly everyone's safety is the most important thing, but if they can ensure the safety of all the participants, everyone would love to see basketball again. But without that, I don't, I don't really know what to say because there's not really, there's no basketball. The NFL is in its off season anyway. Um, other sports um, don't follow as closely, but I know everything is essentially canceled right now, but hopefully we'll be getting some basketball again. We can see who would have won. I think that we've had a, the most wide open title race in the NBA as we've seen in years this year, legitimately four or five teams could have won the title, which you can usually say. And yeah, I don't know. We're, we're just getting through it, man. I don't know. Yeah, that uh, that is unfortunate because, you know, you usually have like one or two teams and they're just on top of everybody. But to have Warriors. Five, finally broke up. Sorry, what? The Warriors finally broke up and this was going to be the first year without them. Oh, OK. I did not know that. I'm not a big sports guy. So that I would have definitely been interested this year, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I guess that's pretty much wrapping up for today unless nick you have anything else um no i think uh okay there is something i kind of just want to address to um hopefully some listeners out there who are kind of interested in this stuff um starting next week we're gonna have some some of you come on to uh the podcast for the beginning segment and just talk about how quarantine is treating you or just some fun college or high school or whatever stories that literally all that you're doing like tell us yeah, you know, we just we want to be entertained. And the whole point of this is to pass time during the quarantine. So if we can find ways to entertain other people um, during the quarantine, I mean, please feel free to come on. So um, if you are interested, um, we assume we're going to see a lot of our friends and family listening to this. So just text one of us or try to communicate to one of us that you'd like to be on here and we'll try to get you on. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, again, we're assuming most of the people who are going to be our initial guests will be people we know directly. But if not, um, I guess we'll probably have some kind of email or something set up for the podcast in the next couple of weeks. And, yeah, literally anything you think, it's a fun, unique story from your life, from anything that could entertain people. Like, we'd love to have you on. Absolutely. Yeah. So otherwise, uh, that's pretty much it for me. Stay safe out there, everyone. Stay healthy. And I guess we will talk to you on Monday. Yeah, enjoy your weekend. All right, bye, guys. All right, bye.